Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the pleb sites. Joining us today, fellow Bitcoiner, fellow pleb. We know him from Bitcoin Kindergarten, but he's since left us and become a superstar. That's right. I'm talking about Jestifer. He is the co-founder of Amboss.Space. Jestifer, what's up? Hey guys, great to see you guys again. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining us. We are diving into the numbers. Nico, let's do it. Number time. Number time is brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes like the Noddle Dojo. It's in red. That means it's faster. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core and the Lightning Network all in the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. That's a big no-no for privacy. So get yourself a Noddle today. At the time of this recording, the block height is 735,665. The Bitcoin price, 31,010. Chain rewrite day, 727. Total public lightning capacity. 3,765.11 BTC. Moscow time, 32.23. Oh my gosh. That is a cool set of numbers. Anyways, blocks to the halvening, 104,335. And the Samurai Whirlpool, unspent capacity. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend. It is not a mixing service. And the unspent capacity of that pool is 4,624.68. Nico, there is blood in the streets and these are the numbers metaphorical blood in the streets and these are the numbers <laughs> metaphorical blood in the streets I, I we got a lot of messages a lot of people freaking out a lot of pressure uh and people are asking why is the price going down you guys know the drill we don't we don't speculate on this channel we're not going to tell you but what i will tell you right is that the fundamentals of bitcoin have never been stronger let me make my case and then we'll all talk about this right yeah i, I need some hopium nico i mean this isn't really hope me up like this no, is no, real no anything that anything that anything that shows us why why this is good okay there's nothing uh, wrong with hopium. okay all right so this a, is hopium is good this is this is fact-based <laughs> hopium this isn't any chain analysis based hopium okay this isn't some ta based hopium this is actual hopium that you can confirm on your own uh, this is just information, data. So uh, this is Bitcoin Archive. Plebs are stacking hard, right? This is the amount of distinct entities, right, that have, uh, you know, uh, different Bitcoin, how much Bitcoin is in that address. So the amount of Bitcoin addresses is basically going parabolic, right? The plebs are stacking hard addresses with 0.001. They've never been higher and it continues to go higher and higher. Right. So that's a really, really good sign. I think that's an indication of the growth of the network. Uh, let's take a look at the amount of Bitcoin nodes. Again, uh, in my opinion, I don't think that the price is important in fundamentals. What I look at is the hash rate. The hash rate represents the amount of computational power that's actively mining Bitcoin. Therefore, it's theoretically harder to attack computationally. And the more Bitcoin nodes, the more decentralized it is. Right. And again, this is also at an all time high. Right. Uh, let me move on to the next one. This is the Bitcoin hash rate, what I talked about earlier. Here's the, the famous China ban, right? At the peak of the China ban, that was an all-time high. We were at 191 exahashes. That caused a crash in the hash rate, which, in my opinion, also brought down the price. We crashed down to 69 exahashes, and today we are at 220 exahashes estimated. There's no way to know 
the actual hash rate it's just an estimation everyone estimates it differently but according to this website it's at 217 exahashes to be specific and here is the log scale right and this website is awesome because it puts a little you know a little rainbow color to it and uh it, it's really funny how they put the stuff right in different colors right at 34k you should accumulate uh the the thing below that is at 26k you should buy and at 20k is basically a fire sale, also known as sell your kidney, right? So very good. Again, uh, if you actually look at the fundamentals, the fundamentals of Bitcoin have never been stronger. I don't know where the bottom is. Phil and I were talking about this off camera because we're Bitcoiners and that's what we do. But again, if you if you pay attention to the signal, Bitcoin is a lot stronger today than it was a year ago. Remember. In the last year, really, last year, a year and a half, Bitcoin became legal tender in two countries, Central African Republic, El Salvador. Also, in my opinion, became better than legal tender in the country of Panama, right? Uh, it's also you have com uh, public companies openly saying that it's a better alternative to cash like Tesla, like MicroStrategy, right? So, again, if you look at the actual signal, in my opinion, the fundamentals of Bitcoin have never been stronger, but like Phil was saying before the show, sometimes the price does don't reflect the fundamentals, especially if you kind of get into this mania phase and people are kind of freaking out because the Fed is raising rates. Everyone's scared, man. And I think that the recent price action right now, I think, indicates that. Phil, what are your thoughts? When fire sale? This is this is what I want to know. I'm I'm looking for the fire sale. See that that's terrible, right? That 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 some of us think like that, but certain bitcoiners will appreciate that that line of thought because guess what? We always want to stack. And why not get bitcoin a little bit cheaper? Now, to continue on what you were saying uh, about some of the conversation that we were having before the show. This is exactly right. Um right now we're getting a lot of um we're getting signaling from the Fed that they're going to raise interest rates. Um we're seeing that um you know, essentially all of the money printing from from the virus, which shall not be named for the two years that we never had. Um, all of these elements are coming to fruition right now, and people are starting to get really worried. Um, you're hearing some news that, yeah, there's a lot of employment out there. But then if you speak to specific people, it turns out that it's a whole bunch of jobs that people don't really want. So that's not really, you know what I mean? The government will tout, oh, yeah, you know, the employment, you know, th there's lots of jobs out there. But at the end of the day, this is a lot of work that people don't want to do. Now, what does this all have to do with Bitcoin? Actually, it has absolutely nothing to do with Bitcoin, okay? Because Bitcoin Network is going to do whatever the Bitcoin Network does. But we are all humans. We're all emotional. And not everybody is going to think the same way. So when you start to see the markets turning red, I mean, look, if you look at the Dow Jones, you can see that we've had quite a few down days. And, you know, once people start to see that, they start to think recession. Once you start to think recession, you start to think, I need to hold my capital. And then people right away Immediately what they do is they, quote unquote, start selling their assets and they start getting afraid. But guess what? People that are selling Bitcoin to hold cash, the government's printing it. So <laughs> it's like we're losing on like to me, I'd rather just hold Bitcoin. <laughs> Anyways, that's my logic behind it. So even though it sucks, even though it's super painful, you know what? Bear markets is where all the building gets done. Right. As Jester was saying before the show, this is where the building gets done and this is where the you know, the, the hardened skin, right? The hardened layers of skin are made and the hodlers are born. Absolutely. This is where you, this is where it's the best, it's the, it's the scariest time to stack, right? But it's also the best opportunity. It presents the best opportunity, especially when there's blood on the streets, when people are fearful, 
right, Phil? We've been doing this for six years now, uh, roughly six years. This is if you look back, every single time you get this type of energy, this type of fear is it was the best opportunities every single time. The the time the last time I remember, it, I don't think it's I don't think it's this bad yet. Was when Bitcoin fell from six thousand, had a flash crash to three thousand, three thousand five hundred, three thousand four hundred. Uh, people were calling for 1k bitcoin right of course that's not what bitcoin did bitcoin just zoomed up right so anyways let's see what happens jester what are your thoughts thinking back to 2018 uh when we had that flash crash that you were talking about like that was the scariest time but that was also the time that i had like actually put in the work to understand bitcoin and what it is that i was holding and figure out okay do i sell do i sell and then everything that I found out was telling me, no, like, no, don't sell because this is the most stable thing out there. Uh, the protocol is is strong and the price really doesn't matter for any of the uh, effects of, of Bitcoin. So uh, it's a bear market. So keep building. And then when it's time for bull market, we'll be ready to scale and scale rapidly. Amen. I, I could not have said it better myself. Hoddle. Stack hard if your class of twenty of twenty twenty one, of twenty twenty right like sailor sailor's new to this right uh yeah that you're earning your stripes right everyone pays the price specifically in the first cycle but anyways Phil it's time for the daily fail brought to you by Swan.com check them out Swan Bitcoin it is the best place to stack sats dca you could dca daily weekly monthly it's a stacking app by fellow plebs and they're gonna have an app soon which makes stacking even easier anyways the link is down below we've got two fails the first one is some some eth garbage that i picked up today and uh the next one has to do with um i think a person that probably doesn't want to be a cheerleader for Bitcoin, but just, you know, by virtue of not being able to shut up about it in a bad way has exposed so many people to Bitcoin. I'm talking about Nouriel. That's right. We're going to dive into uh, what he's been up to, right? He's been quiet, it seems. Anyways. All right. Let's take a look at this. Here's why the first story, Ethereum. Here's why Ethereum 2 staking is risky and increases centralization. Since 2009, Bitcoin validators have relied on simple proof of work to verify that a miner deserves the Coinbase reward. Payable every 10 minutes to the miner who properly hashes a block of valid transactions, the Coinbase is an enviable 6.25 BTC. These rewards are associated transaction fees paid over $15 billion to Bitcoin miners over the past 12 months. Talk about incentives to mine Bitcoin, right? The largest security budget of any blockchain in the world. That is some good signal right there because yes, indeed, the Bitcoin blockchain is the most secure. That's why we're storing our value in it. That's one of the reasons besides the censorship resistant properties. Anyways, let's continue. This is also part of the signal. Any common laptop, PC, or microcomputer can run a full Bitcoin node and validate all transactions using proof of work. The cheap cost of operating a fully validating node has decentralized hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin nodes across the globe, over 15,000 of which are online at any moment. Okay, I personally, I can't verify that number, but I'll take it. But the key to this was that any common laptop or PC can validate transactions. Okay. 
Now we're going to enter ETH 2.0's ideas. ETH 2.0 will reduce mining and transition to proof of stake. Right? As we've been making fun of for many months and that they haven't been able to do in six years. How much does it cost to activate a set of validator keys in Ethereum 2? The answer is a staggering 32 ETH. $80,000 sum that excludes billions of people from any hope of ever becoming a validator. That's right. That on uh, in their staking protocol, which is inclusive and ultrasound money for everyone, apparently not everyone is going to be able to validate their own transactions. Because only the wealthy can afford to participate in Ethereum 2, as an independent validator, everyday users must pool their funds together and delegate their votes, therefore introducing centralization. Okay, so look, so I put out a tweet about this today um, that uh, one of our fellow viewers uh, responded on. And, I, you know, they, their point, um, I, I'm not going to bring up the, their tweet or anything like that because, you know, maybe they, they don't want to have their tweet up. And, and they do, you know, they do watch the show. So, but for me, it, it was more about the fact that, like, look, the, their point was if you bought ETH at $2, it only costs you $64 to be a validating node. Okay. I don't disagree with you about that point, but the point is today, if you decided that you wanted to partake in this shitcoin ecosystem, you'd have to spend 80 grand to validate your own transactions. Bitcoin back in 2010, you were able to install the Bitcoin core software. In 2022, we can install the Bitcoin core software. Same price, same price to validate, exact same price, very low barrier to entry. Well, Anyways, to, to be fair, you still yes. need specific hardware in order to run the Bitcoin software, download the chain. It's roughly around $300, $300 if you want to do it cheaper to build a very cheap, you know, Bitcoin node and compare that to the $80,000 barrier to entry. <laughs> it's a very big difference. Right. And that was a that was one of the that was a very contentious issue in the fork wars. Right. Because if they would have increased the block size. It would have increased the hardware requirement, right? So the, the reason the block stayed the same or a big reason the block stayed the same is so that the barrier of entry could stay lower and therefore decentralization, right? Which is the, the ETH guys never tell you this because it's not convenient to them in their narrative. Anyways, Justifer, what are your thoughts on this fail? I think he's muted. He's processing. He works in light. Oh, he's processing. Okay. <laughs> uh, like... Yeah, we've made specific decisions just to just to make it easy to participate in in Bitcoin uh, by setting a, a barrier to entry, a barrier to a vote in the ETH network at eighty thousand uh, dollars. That's out of out of uh, most people's annual salary. So, like, yeah, forget about actually participating or or having a vote in an ecosystem that operates on proof of stake and. Uh, and having such a high threshold where, I mean, Bitcoin is not like that at all. It's uh, open to anyone with a, with an internet connection. Uh. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's 100% true. That is, that is the beauty of Bitcoin. Anyways, Phil, the next fail is a steaming pile of shit. Why don't you get to it? It is okay. the, the hypocrisy is just, it's fascinating. But but first we we got we got to build it up right we, we got to, we got to let this simmer because we need people to there's a lot of people who may not know who Nuriel is and how much of a fan he is of Bitcoin 
So we just need to remind people. So let's let's take a look at some tweets, right? 2017, the bear case for Bitcoin and blockchain from an insider in the industry who has invested in both. Right back in 2017, again, December 22nd today, Bitcoin plunging 30 percent and turning into a shitcoin. All right. Comparing Bitcoin mania with tulip mania, the Bitcoin bubble is much bigger. 2017, so you can see, right? He's, he's, he's hated Bitcoin for at least five years. Minimum five years. Mm. All right? So let's, let's continue on. More of, more of Nouriel's hate towards Bitcoin and crypto. Designed to avoid regulation, the real roots of Bitcoin. No, it has to do with separating money from state and having a censorship-resistant ledger that is public. Okay, so... Well, technically... Okay, we'll play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, we'll play devil's advocate, but... In their perspective, that sounds like avoiding yes. regulation. But, again, it's the details in the nuance, right? Yes. Because it's not that it's... it's it, it's just... it's it. You can't have apolitical money if you regulate it. If you regulate it, it turns into the system that we have today. And that's the argument that Bitcoiners make. And now here's another argument, right? What is what if what is the result of these regulations, right? The result of these regulations is that half the planet, right, roughly half the planet, is deemed unbankable because of the place that they happen to be born in. So, what are the what are the regulations, so-called regulations, that uh, Rubini is advocating for? The Russian people, by the way, have nothing to do with their government. They got punished by the West because of the country they happened to be born in. The mm -hmm. Ukrainian people also got cut off from the financial system. Venezuelan people, Cuban people, Afghanistan people. You get where I'm going with this. So oh, yeah. the question the question that I have for you guys is that current regulation, whereas in a group of elite bureaucrats, also known as politicians, have the power to control who gets to use money or not. That's the question that I want to leave to you guys. Someone like Nuri Rabini, to use Alex Gladstein's own words, he, he, he has financial privilege. But if you talk to a Cuban, right, that's using Bitcoin to survive, right, they're going to tell you a whole different story. I think that no one, no human being should have the power to decide who gets to use money and who doesn't. Yep, absolutely agreed. Okay, so this is 2021, okay? Does... Bitcoin is designed to avoid regulation. Let's move on. Here we go. This is 2018. Bitcoin is the biggest bubble and bust in history. Biggest is up 60x from three years before the peak. NASDAQ was only 4x. So tiny bubble versus BTC. Okay, so you can see, right? He, Bitcoin to him is just terrible. Okay, it's just an awful, awful thing. Here we go. This is a article that he wrote in 2019, The Great Crypto Heist. Cryptocurrencies have given rise to an entire new criminal industry. It's brand new. It's a whole new criminal industry, right? That's what it is. They're not doing the same old crimes. They're doing brand new crimes, right? Drugs is this new thing, okay? It's this crazy new thing that nobody's ever done, right? Buying, buying uh, things illegally is new. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Anyways, um, compri uh, comprising unregulated offshore exchanges, paid propagandists, because we don't have paid propagandists in the fiat system. Mm -hmm. Never seen a paid propagandist in our life. Anyways, and an army of scammers looking to fleece retail investors. You, you mean like Wall Street fleecing 
investors it's during different. the 2008 it's, mortgage crisis it's different dude because it, it, it look if you're an elite it's not fleecing right it's just you you just you're just a good trader you're just you're just good at what you do but if you're a peasant right trying to buy gamestop or whatever and the hedge funds kind of you know screw you over right that's not allowed right and this is why bitcoin pisses them off so much is because it puts everyone on a level playing field and that's what they mean by fleecing if they're not doing the fleecing that's a problem that's right so we can clearly see nuriel hates bitcoin hates crypto it's a scam it's a scam. Crypto critic Nuriel Rabini is working on a tokenized dollar replacement. Oh my gosh, no way. We're surprised. We're surprised. Nuriel Rabini, a blockchain basher who famously called Bitcoin the mother of all bubbles, is working to develop a suite of financial products, including a tokenized asset intended to act as a more resilient dollar in the face of higher inflation, climate change, and civil unrest. That's right. Again. His shitcoin is going to fix climate change. I got, I got to tell you, I, I got to tell you, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I threw a whole bunch of dollars out the window, li literally just out the window. The climate did not change. Not even sure? for a second. I threw, I threw a whole bunch of money. It did not fix the climate. Are you sure, dude? I, I dropped, Pretty sure. I dropped dollars outside just to make sure it rains that day or something. If I don't want it to rain, I, I don't take a dollar out. Everyone says when you throw money at it, it fixes the problem. I just, yeah. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so here we go. So he's working with Dubai-based Atlas Capital Team, which he joined two years ago as co-founder and chief economist to create the new product. So I hate Bitcoin. I hate shitcoins. But buy my shitcoin. Okay, so this is, anyways, with prominent financial voices, including Bridgewater Associate LPs Ray Dalio and Credit Suisse AG strategist Zoltan Pozar, having argued the U.S. currency risks gradually losing its reserve status, we need to fix this. Rubini said in an interview, we recognize that America's dollar reserve currency could be at risk and are working to create a new instrument that's effectively more resilient than the dollar. So... So they're working to create another centralized shitcoin to replace the dollar. This is this is pretty much what I'm understanding here. Unlike unlike many cryptocurrencies, Rubini stresses that the coin would be backed by real assets. Ah, well, that fixes the problem. A mix of short-term US treasuries, i.e., printing money out of thin air, gold and US property. So pretty much the gold and the U.S. property are the only two things that are actually worth anything. But they don't need a shitcoin representing them because you can just go buy gold and you can go invest in U.S. property. Anyways, <laughs> our goal is to create a global store of value. Bitcoin already exists, bud. You're a little late. This is something akin to a substitute for treasuries or a digital asset that has payment features in it. Atlas Capital said it's working with Mistin Labs, the Web3 developer founded by former Meta Platform Inc. Facebook engineers and backed by another another piece of signal, Andreessen Horowitz. Oh, my gosh. No way. A16Z in on in on trying to create a a uh, a token to replace the U.S. currency as 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 the world reserve. I am so surprised right now. I'm totally surprised. Anyways, um, they're going to develop the technology for the United Sovereign Governance Gold Optimized Dollar, or USG. Yeah. And here he is, 
the guy who hates crypto himself, Nouriel Rubini, shilling a shitcoin. Say it ain't so. No, it's so. May 9th, 2022. This is our timeline. USG will be, the, will be first an index, then an ETF, and last a security token backed by real thin assets with AML, KYC features, hedge against in- inflation, poll and geopoll risks, and with ESG features. Guys, this thing is the Swiss army knife of money. <laughs> it's going to do everything. Everything. But wait, there's a kicker to all this. Phil, what platform is this shitcoin being built on? So we went to go take a look at the Atlas Group. <laughs> I don't think I really need to say anything else. The proof is right here on the screen. Oh, so, man. So look, I, I, I am just completely speechless that this guy for the last five years has ripped into Bitcoin ripped into this industry as a whole. I mean, obviously, I can't disagree with him about the shit coins, but then turns around and is using the scammiest platform of all the scams, number one. And number two is literally recreating the same crap that all the shit coin scammers that he called out were already creating. I, <laughs> but he seems to think it's different. Pure clown world, Nico. Pure clown world. <laughs> Bro, I mean, first of all, you did great. That was an awesome segment. I was highly entertained. Uh, fucking Rubini, man. This It's so funny because, like, I hate Bitcoin, but I'm here to fix it. And I could make a better Bitcoin on Ethereum. But it's backed by dollars. Like, this guy is such a joke. He's an academic. He's been... If he just shut up and bought Bitcoin when he started talking shit about it, he'd be significantly wealthier today. So... It's like Peter Schiff. I think it gets to a point where so much time passes that you've been criticizing Bitcoin, that the price has has done its thing, that these people just look like total dumbasses if they fold, if they capitulate, they get on Bitcoin. So what do they do? They double down. But Bitcoin just destroys egos, man. That's what it does. You got to humble yourself. That's, that's, that's what it is, man. Even Sailor back in the day was criticizing Bitcoin, but he realized like, hey, I got a lot to lose if I don't jump on this bandwagon. So it's just, man, you know, it's a shame, but so be it. Just let him create a shit coin. Let him get wrecked. It doesn't solve any issues. It doesn't separate the monetary policy away from, from human beings. We've... As a species, we've done that many times. We've so-called backed our fiat or backed our money with hard assets. Well, what tends to happen is people start taking shortcuts, right? Because you're incentivized to, because it's easy to do that. With Bitcoin, you literally cannot, right? That's what makes it unique. But, you know, these 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 fiat parasites that, that are financially privileged, they benefit from the legacy system. They're incentivized not to understand this. Dude, I think she's a professor of economics at some school, NYU or something, right? Like, he's a professor in fiat economics, right? Uh, anyways, Jessifer, what are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Rubini? Professor Rubini. Oh, that's right. Professor. Professor Rubini. Professor Rubini. Um, man, he's he's kind of like uh, criticizing the, the lack of regulation. Yet, um, like, when I think of Bitcoin, I'm looking at it, it's it's hugely regulated already. I mean, we've got, and the, the regulations that we can point to have to do with capital gains tax and AML KYC, which are like some of the worst features. I mean, when I'm introducing Bitcoin to to new people, I 
have to tell them that they have to scan their driver's license now. Like, forget about that. I mean, they've, they've inter- the the product of the regulation is like these the worst features of Bitcoin, um, and now Nuriel Rubini is embracing these things, uh, putting it on uh, the the scam chain, and and uh, on the Build Back Better plan, uh, just to just to bring his uh, her, his surveillance token uh, to the world. So uh, awesome work, Nuriel. Yeah, absolutely right. It's so crazy. It was actually Kaiser that said that when he came on the show. The, these are just egomaniacs. They can't stand that they relate to Bitcoin. All these plebs got in first, and they're like, you know what? I'm just going to build my own. Okay, bro, do it. You know, have fun staying poor. We'll enjoy the freedom. You do your own thing. Phil? Yeah, I, I just I can't help thinking that like you know how I always joke around that they 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 spawn these creatures out of nowhere and then all of a sudden have them go out. Yeah, exactly right. Like Steve Hankey, anime Hankey. I am Nuriel. I swear, I swear they animated Nuriel and they're like, all right, you're gonna be our guy that like looks really smart and dumps on the shit coins. We need you to make a token and everyone's gonna follow you. Because think I about am it, right? Nuriel. Right. <laughs> and, they, and what did they do? They credentialized. Look. You've got Ray Dalio, you've got Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse has never been busted for being scammers. It doesn't matter, dude, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's that when the peasants do the scamming, that's a problem. When the elites do the scamming, ah, that's fine. They're just special. They're just so good at what they do. Ah, you saw that with the whole GameStop shabacle. You saw them. It's like when they lose, it's like, ah! It's like when they, when they win, it's like, oh, we're just we're just amazing. You know, it, it, dude, the whole thing's a scam. It even applies to when these big banks fuck up. They, it's like the public has to bail them out. When the public fucks up, oh, no, no. It's, it's, we're, we live in a capitalist society. What are you talking about? Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for volume 10, and this is the artwork for volume 11. This is the latest drop. Every every volume has different artwork, and they're scarce. There's only 1,000 physical copies made per volume. So get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, everybody. Welcome to the meme review. I we Phil put some memes. I put some memes. We have a lot of memes because I know a lot of you guys are hurting. I got a couple of messages already. So we're going to do a little bit of extra memes today. Hopefully make you guys feel a little bit better. Here's ne- here's the first one by Basic Hoddle. Happening soon. Print trillions. Taper. <laughs> Dow Jones index 30%. <laughs> QE5. <laughs> Print money again. I absolutely believe it's a meme, but I believe it's going to be true. Uh, next one by Bitcoin Lowell's fact check. This is true. Bear markets create strong memes. Strong memes create bull markets. Bull markets create bad memes. Bad memes create bear markets. <laughs> that is great. Very well done. Shout out Shishi. Bitcoin sovereign stack is Bitcoin <laughs> basketball. <laughs> seed signer. Simply Bitcoin. Bitcoin core. Bitcoin kindergarten. Seed signer. Shishi. Spectre. Kaboom racks. Very cool. Shishi. I like the artwork. All right. Next one by Winekiss. He's replying to... Francis Pulio, how it felt in, for the uh, past three years, all the NPCs and the Bitcoiner, right? Yes, you're all wrong. Me, it feels like that sometimes. It's a very good representation. Anyways, moving on to no lizard people. Babe, babe, please stop. You can't just keep stacking sats into a recession. Yes, dear. <laughs> and, and then he has a thought bubble. Please, babe, please keep stacking sats. <laughs> all right, next one by RD. Dear Satoshi, make the bear market be short. Very nice. All right, next one by Jose Hoddle. Me and Bitcoin's cycle lows then, now. So good, so good. All right, moving on to the next one. Bitcoin is saving. 
unbothered, moisturized, happy, in my lane, focused, flourishing. <laughs> if you take your Bitcoin to cold storage, that's how you feel all the time. Now, the best meme of the day, Guy Swan, Bitcoiners class of 2021 right now, Bitcoiners class of 2017. And a fellow plebe, Bitcoiners class of 2013, falling asleep. Awesome, awesome memes by the plebs. Shout out to you all. And for that, Phil, I'm going to give it a very special score of a Bitcoin pin. You got a focus camera. There we go. Very nice. Anyways, Phil, what would you give those memes? All right. Going on the same line as the stickers, right? We got a new one. Privacy is a human fight. Very nice. Very that's nice. Right. That's, a, that's a good score. Anyways, Jessifer, what would you give those awesome, awesome memes? Let me tell you, I'm feeling extra bullish, ready to plug in some miners. So right here I have the cap from uh, an outlet. Yeah, unplug, plug in your miners. Let's get bullish. Plug, it's a cap. To the, it's the AC cap, right? To the yeah. AC cap, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, very nice. Never, never clip the ground. Bad idea. <laughs> I've seen people do that. They're like, oh no, you know, my plug doesn't have that, and they clip it off. It's like that's a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, there's some life lessons from Phil. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our stories, you disagree. Let us know down in the comment section. Comment, comment, comment helps with the mysterious YouTube algorithm. Make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like rumble.com and bitcointv.com they don't censor there because bitcoin tv and join our awesome telegram group it's a party in there you can link some memes there's plebs it's a lot of fun the link's down below telegram yeah anyways phil it's time for the daily news daily news is brought to you by cryptocloaks.com they make the best 3d printed bitcoin merch like the famous 3d printed bitcoin grenade toy comes in any custom color you want this just happens to be peter Schiff colors you know it pisses them off because of that or the blue color very very cool comes in orange you can get it in any custom color your heart desires or the famous honey badger and you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get five percent off anything off the crypto cloaks online store all right everybody check this out uh, we told you we, we we were actually calling this uh we said it was a, either a month ago or two months ago that the average purchase price of bit of microstrategies bitcoin was at thirty thousand seven hundred. we told you that if Bitcoin went below that, and it dipped a little bit below that today, Michael Saylor is gonna start at, like he's gonna start earning his badges, and I, I think that that time has come. Definitely a lot of pressure. His stock must be doing not so good right now, uh, you know. And remember, this is the guy that went on Tucker Carlson. He was basically saying the stock did so amazing. Doesn't look so good right now. A lot of the naysayers are, are jumping up and down, jumping up and down in joy. But remember. What was your first year in Bitcoin like, right? It usually, unless you got very lucky and you got, you nailed your entry, right? A lot of us got wrecked our first year. It's only after a couple years in Bitcoin. My opinion, it takes about three or four years, a full cycle for you to start feeling comfortable with your stack, right? So uh, Michael Saylor, definitely earning his strikes right now. Stripes, uh, moving on. 
the absolute degenerate of Naim Bukele. There's a lot of degenerates in Bitcoin. The president of El Salvador. El Salvador just bought the dip. 500 coins at an average USD price of 30744 And when I say degenerate, I'm speaking of myself. That's what plebs are. We're, we're degenerates. And it's only in Bitcoin when something goes down 50 80% and that people still buy it. <laughs> so yeah, because we, we know, we know that we're not just investing in something. We know that we're opting out and we are buying some freedom money, right? So that's the benefits of Bitcoin. That's why in Bitcoin, people celebrate when it dips, right? Because they know they're going to be able to stack more corn. Anyways, uh, Phil, what are your thoughts on Michael Saylor's uh, better said, MicroStrategy's average buy-in price and Naim Bukele's stack the dip. Yeah, I was I was waiting. I was waiting for one of these Michael Saylor announcements to come out and be like, hey, we're finally below his price. Don't get me wrong. The last time that we dipped, we also were like looking, we're like, what price was he in at? Because because look, it's a true it's a true test, right? It's a true test for the hodlers. You know, that like when it hits your your price and then it goes below. You know, like for those of us who know exactly what it's like to be sitting on minus 80 percent, you know, like it's it's extremely painful. It's extremely painful to sit there and see that and have to retrain your brain. Um, on the other hand, uh, on the other hand, I, I don't I don't see Michael Saylor having such a hard time. He, he just he is so overly bullish. I, I mean, his bullishness just makes j just makes it all better. Um, but either way, that's that's for him. I, I have no heroes. We have no heroes. We're, we're okay with that. That's his business. Um, but hopefully he's, uh, he's not sweating it out. The other piece to this is for, um, for Naib Bukele. Um, he's, uh, he's got some balls, man. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's the president of a country, and he's just like, this thing's going down. He's like, no. <laughs> he's like, I'm not like this thing. <laughs> I just... I, I can't believe that this is what we're living through. Oh, right? dude! Like, I, I never—you've never seen this stuff in like in in the stock market. Look, I—I've I, been watching stocks since I was like 17 years old. Like, I, I never saw anything like like nobody ever nobody ever cared. You you know what I mean? Like you you'd see like this is another thing about Bitcoin that's very different. And like I understand there's no community and all that shit. That's perfectly fine. But the culture of Bitcoin, the way that it is, you just don't see this in traditional finance. Okay, like traditional finance doesn't have the hearts and minds of people. For some reason, this money does. Anyways. Mm -hmm. No, you're Polish. absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> Jessifer, what are your thoughts on this, my friend? I really love the, the Bitcoiners because uh, the bear markets kind of like expose who they are. And uh, for, for these two, uh, what I've seen so far is unshakable conviction. Um, like even with when MicroStrategy is like below their average buy price, um, I'm I'm betting that they're going to double down on this, um, and already like I'm bullish on MicroStrategy just because they do have Bitcoin on the balance sheet. Like that that is a tremendous asset for their company uh, that's going to help them out in the in the years to come. Um, very excited about El Salvador and Naive Bukele making this huge bet on Bitcoin. Heck yeah, stack that dip. Stack that dip. You heard it from Jessifer himself. Anyways, check this out, guys. Today we have uh, we have a very special guest. He let me 
give you guys a little bit of story background of Jessifer. We actually became friends during the bear market. This is how you usually became friends with Bitcoiners. You don't make friends in the bull market. That's when all the grifters come in. You make the closest friends during the bear market. That's when the true Bitcoiners stick around. And you enduring that pain, right? especially the first cycle, is when you build these tight friendships, right? That's how Phil and I met. You know, That's how Jessifer met. Jessifer actually started at Bitcoin Kindergarten. If you guys remember Optimus yesterday, he's the host of that show. And he actually left to uh, fi- found, find, found, is, I don't know what it, found, Dude. you found a lightning company. Uh, very cool. So, you know, the name of this episode is going to be an update on the lightning network. So before we get into that, Jessifer, in, in, in an eloquent way, why don't you explain what the lightning network is and what's it for? Uh, the lightning network is payment rails for Bitcoin. Uh, I think... In the past, we've heard that Bitcoin transactions are slow, and that's not the case anymore because the Lightning Network exists and it has partnerships between uh, nodes on the Bitcoin network that can update a little ledger entry and can make a payment just as simple as that, just uh, talking to another peer on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Um, Just by updating that, uh, we can uh, create a, a map of all of the the Lightning Network nodes and be able to report statistics on those. Very, very cool. So let, let's take a look at some of those stats. I'm going to pull up Ambos. I'm going to pull up some Lightning stats. So this is first Bitcoin visuals, right? This is the Lightning Network capacity. This is the nodes, the channels. It's all going parabolic, right? And this goes back to what I was talking about earlier on in the show, right? What are the fundamentals of Bitcoin, right? The node network is going is, is, is increasing. The lightning network capacity is increasing. The number of channels is increasing. The hash rate is increasing. The only thing that isn't increasing is the price, right? So again, it goes back to what Phil was saying. There's a lot of emotions right now. I think a lot of people are freaked out with the hawkish fed so to speak um anyways this is ambos this is uh the website and the company that uh, that um that jessifer founded this is the lightning channel marketplace uh it was very cool jessifer we got a lot of requests what is this what is this place why would people want to use it so amboss.space is the lightning network explorer so you can look up any of the nodes on the network they each have their own profile page um what you're looking at right now is our latest product magma which allows you to buy and sell channels on the lightning network so if you want to provide liquidity to the lightning network uh why why just open a channel randomly when you can actually go and sell that liquidity uh what we're seeing early numbers so far uh since we launched it just last week is that uh people are uh you can buy a channel for 2.25 percent apr so hey like that's a it's a strong offering and if you're on the sell side of that channel uh that's a potential yield that you can experience on your Bitcoin without giving up custody. You don't have to trust the platform in order to uh, get exposure to some of the yield on your Bitcoin. So that's what makes Magma really special. And you don't need to be a complete wizard. You just need to be able to make one lightning payment and you can get a channel opened to your non-custodial Bitcoin lightning node. What type of yields could people expect? And I actually want to give a shout out to this one. It's called Cagapollo, which means shit chicken in Spanish. 
Uh, leave it up to the Bitcoiners to come up with funny ass names. Uh, what type of yield? Because I know a lot of people are curious. What type of yield could you get from your Bitcoin if you do offer liquidity in terms of percentage terms? Yeah, I have to be really careful on this front uh, from the marketing piece because I uh, can't uh, offer security. So I, I'm not going to give any estimates on, on the yield that people can get. But uh, basically, you can post an offer. And if it gets accepted, you'll have an idea of how much you would make. You set the prices. It'll just be like uh, Craigslist. So, yeah, you're selling your chairs and whatnot. You're asking $100. And if someone picks it up, then boom, that money is in your pocket. And and we can make that happen with Magma. Awesome. So where do you see, uh, what would you say the current state of Lightning is today compared to where it was two years ago? Compared to when you really started, because I know you were always curious. That was always your, you know, I would be into mining. I would talk about that. You would be into into uh lightning so what is what would you say is the current state of the lightning network yeah it's good to keep in mind that lightning network is four years old um so that was back in 2018 when it started uh i was playing around with it in uh late 2018 early 2019 um we've watched uh it transitioned from really only developers in there to now we've got this uh you could call it the umbral effect where uh just regular people plebs are getting uh connected hooked up to the lightning network and we're watching the cost of nodes drop down so we we're watching nodlito come out uh Noddle, one of the sponsors um have a a, a Bitcoin Lightning node for under $200 price point, which is a really, uh, really accelerating factor. Um, if you wanted, you could also spin up a, a node on voltage and then uh, and that's that's for a small monthly fee. So that's not your hardware, but it's still non custodial. So like we're watching a whole bunch of the barriers to entry disappear and the and the transactions are just a fraction of the cost of what you would pay with a domestic Visa card transaction. So it's going to be, it's wicked cheap, it's super fast, and it's not custodial, and no one's spying in your transactions. So let's talk a little bit about the downsides, right? Because this, this sounds very awesome. But one of the things that, and again, like you said, Lightning's very young. I think that this is going to all get fixed. As time goes by, the analogy that I always want to put in people's minds is remember how the Internet was in, you know, the early 2000s, late 90s. It's clunky. It's ugly. You're like, what the hell is this? You know, people were like, this isn't going to go anywhere. Lightning, in my opinion, is kind of there. Right. So one of the bars to entry and what I see a lot of people complain about, and I know that Mun Wallet has done this incredible job. They have this kind of self semi-custodian solution where they don't have it's like they hold one key you hold one key they use something called a submarine swap it's really awesome they kind of solved it but it is semi-custodial one of the things that um one of the issues that i have with lightning is that it's hard to set up right it's not as easy as just downloading a bitcoin wallet you know some wallets give that functionality you just make a password you don't have to write down a seed but what that enables is it is it, it makes a very easy user experience especially for someone who's transitioning from the fiat world 
to the Bitcoin world, right? In my opinion, I think the fiat system is much harder to understand, but because people grew up with it, right? They're just accustomed to it, right? And now you're teaching them a whole other alternative system that the foundation of that alternative system is based on something called self-custody that might seem very alien to people. So that's one of the concerns I had. That's one of the issues that I had too, because it's like, yeah, I could run my own whatever, but it's like, I'll just use the main chain because it's just so much easier, right? And then Mun came out and I was like, oh, great. I could keep a couple hundred dollars on here. I don't have to worry about it. What is the status of that? Who's working on it? How long until that, I want to say, gets fixed, but where someone creates this very innovative, uh, in, like, makes it very easy, what the user experience, what is the status of that? I think the user experience is, like, as you said, starting with very clunky. Uh, it's still pretty clunky, but it's getting there. It's getting to the point where, you know, no one needs to, no one needs to code in order to be able to run a Lightning node. Um, if you can spin up a, a Bitcoin node, like you're in business. Like this is uh, this is really all that's required. Um, and I think the technology is getting is rapidly improving. Uh, things that I'm watching include Greenlight, which allows you to not even have to manage the channels, uh, manage the node at all, but yet. Uh, still be able to sign individual transactions, so you control your your money. Um, but I mean, all of this comes with trade-offs, of course. So it won't be your hardware. Uh, you won't be able to control the uptime. Of course, uh, Blockstream as a as a uh, pillar of the Bitcoin community, uh, I'm sure they've got some really awesome solutions um, in their back pocket. Uh, but yeah, it's continuously developing. Um, you can you can compare it to like uh, buying a, uh, a a Clover setup for your business to accept credit card transactions. Um, yeah, you're probably going to blow four hundred dollars on on one of those terminals, and instead you could have a, a completely self sovereign Bitcoin Lightning node setup and be able to receive. Uh, Dollar-denominated payments. If your payment, if your customers want to pay with Strike, uh, this is uh, this is something that, yeah, we're just moving things uh, one step forward at a time. Um, so what has you, what has you? The last question. What ha and then I'll pass it on to Phil. What has you the most exciting excited right now about the future of Lightning? Sorry, I missed that bit. What uh, has you? What has you the most exciting about the future of Lightning? Uh, I think tarot. So this is going to be other assets that would be issued on the Lightning Network. And what's special about tarot compared to all the other uh, proposals for stable coins on Lightning is that the any changes happen at the edges. So in order to add another asset onto the Lightning Network, everybody that is already participating on the Lightning Network doesn't need to change yet they only participate when it comes to transferring value. So one person can uh, transfer dollars at one end, it switches to the next node, it sats, it gets routed through the Lightning Network to someone else in another country that wants to receive pesos. Um, so, so this is, you know, there's, there's no mental change needed to happen to understand deeply Bitcoin like, like we do. Uh, all they need to understand is, you know, the stable coin that they've become familiar with, which is the shit coin of their nation. Um, 
Instead, uh, they'll be using the Lightning Network just because it's it's fast, it's cheap, and it has final settlement. That's very, very, very fucking awesome. Phil, well, do you have any final questions before we wrap it up? Uh, no, no questions, but um, then, just some thoughts. Then let's move on. No questions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for playing. <laughs> No, but uh, just j just some uh, some final comments to add on to what Justifer said, right? Because I think I, I started messing around with Lightning around the same time as him. And just to give people, you know, some further perspective uh, to his point, three years ago, you couldn't set up a node without a command prompt. The only node that you could was the Kaza node. And that node was, I had one, it was very limited, very limited in its functionality. You couldn't really see anything that was going on. You couldn't do any types of configurations. It was very cut and dry. Okay, so we have come leaps and bounds from that point to see the development that we have. And especially this is all not one giant corporation. These are all individual entities all working on the same protocol. Okay, this is really cool stuff. Well, three different protocols, but still, like if we look at everybody that is building on LND, they're all building separately and they're building amazing stuff, you know, between Start9, between Lightning Labs. And anyways, the other piece that I, uh, the other piece that I wanted to mention um, had to do with the user experience, right? People don't like to feel change. And what Justifer was just talking about with Tarot, okay, this is huge. Because one of the main issues that a lot of people, a lot of older people will tell you with Bitcoin is, is that like all of a sudden they feel that they have to switch their mind to something else to start thinking differently. But when we can actually do this kind of magic, right, in the background, and they can just see something that is familiar to them, but they can take advantage of the benefits of the Bitcoin network, that's beautiful. Anyways, awesome stuff, man. I love what you're doing at Amboss. This is huge. This is necessary. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Bullish. So remember, guys, after after this crazy day with the price and the volatility, all that shit, look at all the bullishness, right? If you ignore the noise and you pay attention to the signal, could it be more bullish? But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io, the best place to store your Bitcoin seed. Paper's done. It burns. It gets wet. Turns into mush. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire, but the grid comes with a punch tool. All right, we've got join market version 0.9.6 that was released. It's down below in the show notes. Don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, you can do it through Fountain FM using Breeze. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, before we go, I want to give a very special shout-out to our awesome clothing sponsor, RepresentLTD.com. Phil and I wear the hoodies every single day. Phil has the new Bitcoin merch. He's going to come out with uh, more Bitcoin merch as well and simply Bitcoin merch. It's coming. You could take advantage of the link down below to get 10% off anything off the representltd.com store. I also want to give a very special shout out to our awesome, awesome dear friend of the show. We survived the bear market together. The legendary Jessifer. He co-founded Ambos.space. It's a lightning explorer. Go check it out. Awesome dude. 
cool stuff he's working on. Guys, that was the show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Smash it. Smash it. Smash it. Of course, you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective. And the catastrophic fails, definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode. The Bitcoin builders are building. That's all that matters. We'll be right back.